November 20th, 2019, AEW Dynamite versus NXT on USA, the go-home show for Survivor Series. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. We're going to break it down tonight. Two incredible shows. Matt, what did you dig tonight? <sighs> Love the Darby Allen stuff at the end. Um, Moxley stuff. Um, still digesting. Well, I like the AEW better. Interesting. If that's what you're asking. Yeah. Interesting. Justin? Uh, it was, it was pretty even for me, honestly. I found myself at time. I, had, I went through different sequences. I had times where I didn't really want to turn AEW off. And then I had times where, as I was keeping an eye on it, I, NXT was kind of captivating me more. And I felt like this is the must-see area. So I, I thought it was, it was maybe more even for me than it has been in the past. And then, and, and, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. I'll tell you, I think you could be a fan of both shows. It's not about which promotion is the best, who's going out of business, what's the issue, who's terrible, who's the best thing ever in wrestling. Having competitive shows like this tonight, we benefit as fans, right, Matt? Did you think, what What are we now, eight weeks in, Matt? Did you think you'd still be two screening it eight weeks in to the Wednesday Night Wars? Yes, because I have to speak about it. Well, we talked about it on this podcast. Remember, we were like, "Well, maybe we'll do one and have a different team." Oh, yeah, the other. that's true. That's true. We didn't anticipate that both were going to be so good that mm. we were going to keep wanting to watch both. I mean, Justin, if you had the urge to be like, oh, "I want to drop one and just focus on the other," and how would you pick? No, I haven't had the urge, and yeah, and like you know, I know that I know that was an I know that was an early thought about the, when when we saw that we're going to have these Wednesday Night Wars. Was yeah, maybe we would have it. Like two of us would watch one show, the other two watch other show, and then like compare notes. And I don't think none of us want to do that because we we both want to like we we all want to get involved in all of them. There's there's something for everybody in both shows. So here's but here's how you do it. Simple. This is how I would do it. If I wasn't covering the show, this is I'd watch AEW live and I'd watch NXT on my net on the network the next day. Hmm. Yeah. If you if you didn't if you didn't have a if you weren't on a deadline like we were to see it all by 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 ten Eastern time, sure. I yeah. like I like trying to watch both because I like seeing side by side what they're trying to put up against each other to me that's fun do we think that they do that though do we really think that segment by segment no i mean they already have their shows figured out but i just think i'm not saying oh well, yeah what's triple h gonna send on next what i just mean is like where are their heads at like okay they're they're going to commercial here where are they doing what are they i just like to see what what was their strategy like did they try to back end a lot of con or front end a lot of content here you know because they both both shows take breaks in different ways so i just find it mm -hmm. fun to watch them side by side um, yeah, well, I'll tell you tonight, and we're gonna do things a little different tonight, but tonight, if I were AEW, I would have been thinking we need to get Chris Jericho on screen as soon as possible, given how NXT started off tonight. I do feel that AEW did not counter program that perhaps as effectively right. as they could have. It's fair. And so tonight we talked about it on Twitter. The anonymous wrestling Inc general manager sent me an email agreeing we're going to cover NXT first tonight because it is the go home for Survivor Series. NXT had a big show tonight. We'll do AEW after. We're going to go through everything that happened. Um, high level thought, man. I asked Justin this off the air. Do you think that they're doing this invasion angle particularly well? Or is it just that everything else in the WWE sucks so much yeah. that even this sort of half hearted attempt is the best thing going in the company right now? I, I think. I, I think it's a little of both, but I also think something else that you're leaving out is that NXT creative has a little bit of 
to to say in this as well as far as who transfers over to their show and from what i had heard the only reason that we're seeing these big stars show up on nxt sans finn balor obviously um is simply because of survivor series around the corner that it's not going to be something that we should get used to as far as seeing big stars show up on nxt to counter what aew is doing that it it is something along the lines of uh, NXT is more about, you know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, you know, something yep. like that to that effect. But um, so we're seeing it now and people are just saying, oh, they're doing it to, to counter program AEW. No, they're doing it because they have a pay-per-view storyline that involve major characters on Raw and SmackDown. So therefore they have to be on the NXT show to continue further those storylines where we benefit is NXT writers do a much better job, in my opinion, for my money. Whenever they do, the bigger stars come to NXT. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. You know, like I've been a big critic over the last years about Survivor Series, talking about the concept being outdated. You know, it's, it's, it's glorified. Mm-hmm. It's glorified bragging rights, right? Yeah. Um, this one is a little more interesting because you put NXT into the fold because NXT yes. is, is. There the really fold. is bragging rights with NXT, we feel. Right. Now, now ask me this in a year, 12 months from now, if we're back right. to the same thing. If you're serving up the same thing, I, you know, what else do you have? But be, this year kind of gets it kind of gets that that new pass because it's like all right, NXT, we, a third brand is legitimately there now. Where in the past right. it's always been too. So, I think that's I think Glenn to, the, to your question. I mean, think that's kind of what it is. It's not necessarily so much that everything else. Because I mean, look, you know, the Fiend's going on. He's gonna have a match. The Damn. Fiend's interesting. Brock Lesnar's having a match against Ray. Brock's interesting. It's not that. Um, Josh Sewell's uh, interesting. It's pretty jazz. yes. Yes, and that's from the blueprint, Josh. Joshua Sewell in the chat asking, anybody think that NXT right. will win the ratings this week? Matt Morgan, if NXT doesn't win the ratings this week, how much would you hate to be the guy that has to tell Vince McMahon that news? I just want to say I think Josh Sewell is pretty jacked with his trapezial pose he's stealing in his little profile photo here. So um, is swole. What, yes, there you go. <laughs> swole, swole. Um I don't know. Again, I think they're more concentrated. And I, and not only did I hear it, but then I seen an a interview with Road Dog saying, you know, that they're more interested, who writes for NXT, that they're more interested in the marathon aspect of this, not really the sprint, where they're going to sure. change what they're doing because of whatever AEW is doing. They might add a wrinkle here and there, Finn Balor, but um, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to cry and go crazy if AEW continues to beat them. I'm sure they'd rather not have them beat them. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what'll be interesting about tonight, and I, I, I don't think NXT is going to beat them again. It might be a close. It might be the closest margin ever, but I, I, I still don't know if NXT is going to top them. I think what's interesting that the Glenn's pointing at is like who wants to tell Vince in the sense of all, all of Vince's guys from Raw and SmackDown. So you know, Seth, so many of them making appearances. Even now, granted, most of them weren't advertised. It was just kind of like wait and see who shows up. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think that's what Glenn's getting at is like, okay, the Raw and SmackDown, the big stars, so to speak, not not the NXT guys. The big stars right. are there, and, and AEW still beats them. If they yeah, if they can't do it this week, do you? Th- I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think it's almost fatal for NXT in the eyes of Vince McMahon if this doesn't pop a rating this week. Well, 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 no offense, and this is another reason why I don't think they're not – they're usually ratings conscious, yes. So what I'm going to say, I'm not trying to like counterbalance that by saying they don't care about ratings. Yeah. But if they cared about ratings, they'd advertise them. Yeah. We'd hear for the last two weeks that Seth Rollins is going to be on tonight's show, that one week Becky Lynch is going to be on the show, Nakamura is going to be on the show, and they build it up and it would mean something. 
you know what they're going to advertise when they're on the road to Mania and John Cena shows up at NXT or Roman Reigns? That's what they'll advertise. They'll advertise that because that will move the needle. And, 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 sure. and, and, and inevitably, that's going to happen. Not saying it's going to be terrible either. I'm just saying, they, they, who knows? We might see John Cena on the road to Mania. It might be John Cena versus some big NXT star, but inevitably so, that's when it'll happen. So I don't think that it's going to do anything for the. I think it'll move the. I think because tonight was a good show overall at NXT, it will move the needle slightly. It ain't going to go somewhere crazy where it should be going. Had they, in my opinion, advertised the big guns. Yeah, and that's what they didn't do. But that being said. They have data on people switching channels. And we talked about this. Meltzer doing some of his minute by minute and audience uh, analysis. When so that's a question really quick. I have how yeah. did I was told unless it's changed. Random Joe's can't get minute to minute numbers from networks. Only the actual shows that are on these networks. I was told can get minute to minutes unless it's changed since 2013, which it very well could because that was a lifetime ago. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I told you how hard it was for me to get minute to minute so I could prove like and, yeah. and, and brag and, and talk shit to the writers and, and TNA when I talk about like whatever segment I had that did really well. Because I didn't like the fact that I'd have like let's say a six-minute match in my 15-minute quarter hour rating and there was like a 30-second Kurt Angle promo in the back. Kurt would get the props for drawing that number. I'm like, that's horse shit. I carried six minutes out of those 15 minutes. I want minute to minute. And yeah. finally they gave me minute to minute numbers. That's my bitching enough. And I was able to, I was able to see and see what if I if I shit the bed or I didn't in those minute to minute numbers, and I was told like uh, only the shows can get those numbers that not uh, that it wasn't open just to every Tom Dick and Harry. So how does Melter get these minute to minute numbers unless you got to pay for it? Them's changed. Well, it's, it's paying for it, right? Normally the shows are the only ones that are going to pay for that level of Nielsen data. The networks. So I think the Melter either has a hookup. I don't know, but we're seeing this each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coming out there, um, but mm-hmm. actually, and it's uh, to your point about advertising, Justin. Uh, WWE advertised CM Punk for backstage last night, as Doom it Tribe did. T is pointing out, and it did uh, 180 thousand viewers. Yeah, but the, what well, time we, was that? Wait, 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 yeah. First off, it's, <laughs> well, it's 11 p.m. Eastern time, but, but put his put his comment back up. Hang on, let me read. Yeah, he, no, put his comment back well, up. Hold he, on, I gotta find it again. Um, no, what I'm saying is that now, now, uh, Michael McFarlane's pointing out 180,000 viewers over 49,000 viewers. That was CM Punk. That was the, right. the but the advertising, did. right? I mean, Punk almost doubled their viewership the week prior was a hundred thousand. So, I mean, uh, I mean, he almost doubled it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So that per, the, the very first comment saying, ouch, like, I mean, Punk doubled it basically. I don't know yep. an ouch, but still, you want to know something knowing a bit about the wrestling podcast game. If backstage last night was a podcast, it would be the number four or number five wrestling podcast. Yeah, but you know moment. what? If you put that, again, it's, it's, it's I talk about this with Nick a lot on, on the Winkley right now. It's a, it, I think it's entertaining, actually, again. But it's, it's 11 p.m. standalone yeah, on right, FS1. Right. There's no wrestling leading into it. You're not even, you know, all of us, Tuesday night's a night for us all to, like, be with our wives and do anything else but wrestling. Right. Because you know what I mean? Like, if it was on Monday night at 11 p.m. or if it was on Friday night, not even Friday, because Friday is just Friday. I like the show. I like it too. But again, it's Tuesday night. Here's here's what's going to happen. SmackDown is going to move to Tuesday sometime in 2020. Fox has put it on Friday right now because that's where they have room. But eventually Fox is going to move it to Tuesday. It's going to do better on Tuesday because that just Tuesday night's going to be better than Friday night. And then it's going to be perfect bet for backstage because it'll lead right into it. So, so what kind of numbers are the other FS1 shows that are sandwiching that show doing? I do not know. I did. I turned on FS1 for the first time last night to watch backstage. <laughs> yeah. My first question was, "Where is FS1 and how do I watch this?" Turns yeah. out it's part of Directv now. Um, 
So, yeah, the CM Punk thing, we'll talk about that later in the show and what that happened. Let's dive into NXT, starting with William Regal and, a, and the open door. The open door Triple H talked about. Becky Lynch walking through that door into the Full Sail Arena tonight. Um, and this is what I was getting at with the minute by minute, that people were switching, had to have been switching channels when the word of this hit. Um, I think this, this was huge. Um, I'll be very shocked if this doesn't pop the rating tomorrow. She had the NXT chance. She went on to cut, I think, one of the best promos she's cut in some time. So I was saying to Bailey, uh, you you killed and did away with all the Bailey buddies, but you still got that blue-haired one with you. Um, I was talking about Shayna Baszler and Marina and uh, I called Mary and Jessica, which there you go. Even even Becky Lynch can't get the names of the other four horsewomen, right, that aren't Rhonda and uh, Shayna. Um, and then while Becky was cutting this promo, she was interrupted by Rhea Ripley who came in, they faced off and led to a one-on-one -on -one match between the two. Uh, oh, they got this. Oh my God. Are you kidding? I mean, for, come on. Like this is, this was her big star making moment, man. I was stoked for her. She's incredible. Mm -hmm. She yeah. is going to, I mean, she makes Shayna and most of the other women in NXT yeah. look like nothing. You know, what um, found, you know what I found interesting about this whole opening segment was the fact that there was a decent amount of, Booze and resistance against Becky Lynch is almost as if yeah. the NXT crowd was truly like loyal to like we are NXT. Definitely, you're, oh you know, hell yeah, that, that was pretty crazy. You Dude, know? You're in an asylum when you're going in there. You're in the jungle. That's their friggin' jungle. That's why I like it being there. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, this face-off they had, this match they had. Now, of course, it was interrupted. We didn't get a clear winner in this match. Can um, I just say something really quick? Yeah. All right. Did you notice the poise, the poise and the confidence and the looking like a star without saying anything yet that Rhea looked like while being there with Becky versus the sit down promo from hell from <laughs> what's her name? Um, Shana. Shana, who was out classed every step of the way it was like not even a minor league player being compared to a major league player and you have Rhea come in there and and night and day difference she looked like she belonged in that ring before even saying two words it was phenomenal this tonight uh now star. marina jessamine and Shayna broke this up it did end in no contest good uh that's Rhea. seriously oh just i can't I cannot wait for her to get the NXT women's title around her waist. Matt, uh, Justin, what do you think of this match? Good, entertaining. Uh, I, this one, I was fine with it being a no contest. Um, Becky doesn't need to beat Rhea, and Rhea certainly doesn't need to lose here. I mean, this 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 was fine. I, I do think they, I do think that's one thing though. When they build to these, um, when they have these crazy invasions, and they're building to this gang warfare, is they tend to abuse the no contest quite a bit because they don't want to. Oh, yeah. You know, but uh, but for, for this one, I was fine with it. Yeah, this, this was a good start. Really and good. why it's good, though, and why they could, though, if you think about it psychology-wise, we're supposed to not care about the singles matches we're seeing. We're supposed to care about the gang warfare match that we're supposed to see at the end of all this. Do you know no, what I mean? Uh, no, I agree with that logic, Matt. It just becomes when you have an entire night that's built around that and how many matches you're like, okay, I'm waiting. I'm oh, not going to get it busted up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, again, to, to the point of the payoff, which is this weekend. Absolutely. I agree. But this one was good for me. I like this. Good start. After that, we saw the revival pulling up outside in a black pickup truck <laughs> surrounded by security. 
and a quick vignette on Kaylee Ray. And then Kona Reeves versus Matt Riddle, uh, which didn't get started. Ricochet came out and interfered, which led to Matt Riddle versus Ricochet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So another, one, another one of those ones you I mean it, it keeps you like flicking the channel, but it makes you wonder if they advertise this, does this help at all? I would think I don't know. I don't, I don't, even, know. I don't even know anything. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Let's yeah. think so. I mean, I'd pay money for that. Well, they weren't able to finish this match because they were interrupted by Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura, who appeared from the crowd wearing blue SmackDown shirts. Uh then Riddle and Ricochet ended up fighting them off onto the rape apron on the floor. Um, they kept it going, and after that, Roderick Strong came out to make the, make the save. Uh, Finn Balor came out. I mean, this just... Yeah. Do you think they're overdoing it on brawls, even even for Survivor Series season, Matt? Do you feel like uh, they've I, overdone it on brawls? A little bit. And what I'm concerned about is Finn being lost in all this. Finn just went to NXT to become this monster heel. Yeah. And well, being overshadowed by all this other crap. Well, it didn't do Finn any favors, the fact that he shows up, has his heel turn, that great moment, kicking uh, Gargano, and Gargano's now legit injured. They've had to pivot, and, and now... Good. Feed him the chant. Yeah. <laughs> I paid to see that. Um, and then, the Revival versus the Undisputed Era. Great tag team match. Wow. <laughs> Matt, Matt, did you feel like you took a blue chew before I'm this told, ad came on? I'm admittedly admitting right now. I said, I don't know if I just made that up. You can't say that. I am admitting <laughs> right now. I just gave you two positives. Um, that I'm being biased, obviously, uh, with my AEW being better than NXT tonight. Because I can't, I can't with a straight face say that. Like, especially after this match. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, another money I would pay. And I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. I would pay an entire uh, pay-per-view cost for this one match. I swear to Christ I would. If this was on paper and saying you get to see these two guys, these two teams go, would you pay 49 I, I swear to God I would. Matt Money Morgan, the mayor. Well, I would. I, I believe in paying for oh, good cool. angles that's, good and good a, wrestlers. It's a, great, co- it's a, it's well, a great compliment. That's great. And, no, it's like, uh, it was, it's a great match. This, this was this was like this was like the art of tag team wrestling. God, yeah. Oh my God, yes. As the chat room is reminding me, Riddle did win that match over Ricochet. But I digress. Um, this tag match. I mean, this show was just rolling at this point, um, right? I mean, just as far as action, this felt they're like a, a response to they're AEW. Stomp, they're stomping on AEW at this point. They, that they're, I'm, I'm just being honest. Yeah, this was going on when AEW uh, was doing the uh, Diamond Dozen yes. uh, match, which we'll talk about in the AEW coverage. So Undisputed Era won this. How do you think uh, this bodes for their chance of victory in their triple threat tag team match on at Survivor Series? I don't know if, it, if they're using the normal formula here. I'm making the huge crazy man call at the NXT sweeping. Nobody wow. else agrees with nobody no agrees agree with me on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, it would make us. I mean, I, I I wouldn't be mad if that happened. It would make a statement. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it would make a statement. So I, I'm not opposed to that. I mean, I, I I like the fact that we go into Survivor Series. We don't know the five NXT men and the men's match. That kind of makes it interesting to see what five they're gonna they're gonna. Finn, right? Is Finn somehow getting on there? I, they haven't. They they have not announced that there's a there's an empty on the Saturday 
war games, there's an empty spot for the Team Champa, which Triple H today on the phone told us will be epic and announced the night of. And then, on, <laughs> so his words, and then Sunday, uh, it, there's the five NXT guys that are going to go against the five from SmackDown, five from Raw, but they haven't announced any of the NXT guys. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of cool. That they're, you know, I like that. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, this match, uh, the Revival and Undisputed Era was match of the night tonight. Um, which is saying something. There was a lot of good wrestling, a lot of good wrestling on TV tonight. <laughs> then we had NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray in a non-title match against Dakota Kai. Um, this is this is gonna, this is when they started to lose me a little bit. Yeah, Kaylee won that match. Um, so Dakota is still not on a team for War Games. Is that correct? I don't think so. I can't keep. I'll be honest. I'm having a hard time yeah. keeping score of who, who's where. There's a lot. There's a lot to remember right now. Yeah, um, we, have, we have we have two nights in a row of of of, of allegiances going on. It's yes. just... Yeah. Uh, after Kaylee Ray won, Carmella appeared with Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville wearing SmackDown shirts. They started beating up the NXT superstars. Then Tegan Knox and other NXT stars hit the ring. Sarah Logan from Raw came out. Uh, Kari Sane came out. Had a nice uh, little face off with Io Shirai. Uh, Nikki Cross was swinging weapons. Rhea Ripley got involved. Um, man, they're they're overdoing it a little bit with this yes. uh, brawling. Yeah. How many how many people can we get FaceTime to? <laughs> then we got the Viking Raiders versus the Forgotten Sons. Another one where they started to lose me. Yeah, th- like this seems weird to me. Like it. it both team, like both everybody involved in the match are good, and like they're like I mean, the Viking Raiders, like the things they can do for their size, it's fun to watch. But like, I, I kind of just sat there watching this, and I'm like, what have the Forgotten Sons done to warrant how long this is going, how competitive this is, versus the Viking Raiders who are, you know, squashing people left and right on Raw and, and on SmackDown. I, I just it, it felt. This, this, and on a theme of a show where we're kind of turning the other cheek to allow them to like throw all these people, it's kind of like a Royal Rumble booking of who can we send out. This kind of started to, I was like, there, this doesn't sit with me. Like, what, what, this is forced to me. This felt forced. The v- revival versus Undisputed Era, I, 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 that, I was fine with this one, kind of felt forced to me. I, I didn't, didn't really jive with it, but I think it was almost counter programming. Wasn't this happening when Jericho was uh, making his announcement? Mm, this might have been a little bit later. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's what it felt like to me. It's sort of like, well, we'll put something on. The hard, you know, hardcores will dig it. Uh, but this isn't a peak of the show. It's definitely a valley. Um, the Viking Raiders got a win there. They stood tall. Then we had Charlie Caruso hyping up Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest versus Killian Dane at TakeOver. The winner is going to face NXT champion Adam Cole the next night at Survivor Series. That's interesting. For some reason, I thought this match was yeah. supposed to take place tonight, and then they were going to get a shot at TakeOver, but the NXT title will be defended at Survivor Series. That's a big deal. And that's great, because that that that, that further cements, again, yeah. Raj, I know you're listening, it further cements NXT being equal. Third brand, yeah. Thank you. Well, well, here's my question, though. Would you rather have it on the pre-show, which it's going to end up being, Ooh. the Survivor Series, or would you rather have it as the main event of Takeover? It won't be on the pre-show. They won't. They not out. Not on this. They won't. They won't. I hope not. They won't. Not defeat the damn purpose of this. They. You know? They. On, I'm not saying it won't ever happen, and I hope it's up. But on this, but it can't this time. Yeah, this is the very first since NXT's come to USA. They won't. They. They won't relegate it for that. 
Okay. Justin, are you scraping up against the mic with like your beard hair or something? Maybe I haven't shaved in like two days. Or it sounds like uh, something is scraping. In your pocket. I got no yeah. shake in my pocket. I don't know what's causing this. Yeah. Uh, yes, and cool. Audio is important, Matt. You should know this. Yes. This is also a video show. How do I look? Oh, like a million bucks. Pre-tax. Pre-tax a million dollars, though. <laughs> okay, so I'm, so I'm, three, I, I'm three quarters of a million. Pre-tax. Are you going to fart on the air like your boy Eric Swalwell, Glenn? What? Oh, I know what you're referring to. The thing that happened on Hardball. Yes. You know, I really don't pay Fartgate. that much attention to politics. Fartgate. Man. Look it up. <laughs> Sorry. I think it was Chris Matthews. <laughs> he's old. He's losing control of his bodily functions. Does that <laughs> no, surprise anyone? No. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, then nice. we had a ladder match. Dominic Dijakovic versus Adam Cole. This was going to determine uh, the order of entry. Uh, the advantage at war games between the two teams. So second week in a row with a ladder match. How did this one stack up for you, Matt? really good <laughs> yeah. really good and here's the other thing they've got to stack up ps during uh, after they just had 39,001 brawls showcasing monday night raw wrestlers smackdown wrestlers freaking everybody and their grandmother wrestlers were on tonight's show okay and then ps you've got to go on and end the show for us by the way and they were able to and the coolest thing it was an nxt storyline nothing yeah. more Nothing to do with Survivor Series, and rightfully so. It was what was a. It was at the end. It bookended the show like the main event should. Yeah, I was watching with some non wrestling fans, and when Dijakovic took that fall back onto the ladder, there was the no way that just happened. There's no way that just happened. Yes, I mean, yeah, and I was like, it literally just happened. I didn't get into explaining uh, physics and the ladder part of it, but yeah, it was a very impressive match. This was a very good way to end the show. Still, though, I do have to admit, I was watching, uh, switching back and forth because Darby Allen and Jericho. Uh, but that did go on in their overrun, and I think that was smart. I think the yes. saving some of those big spots for the overrun was great for when people uh, tuned back in. Um, on which show? Uh, on NXT, that they had the overrun, because when you turn, tune back on um, or turn the channel back to NXT, there was still a lot going on. Yeah, and, and and because I knew that NXT was going to run longer because that's what it's it's been doing. Like I'm watching both, but I did have a little more focus to watch the end because I knew AEW was going to give me finale by the end of the hour. Yeah, and, I, and I, I knew I wouldn't miss the you know the finish. So I mean, yes. so that maybe I don't know, maybe that's NXT's harm. I don't know, but I, I knew that I could put NXT all for a second and I could finish same here. I do it every week. Yeah. So <laughs> where's my question? How? Why can't TNT do the same thing for AEW? I thought they did that one week. Why can't they keep giving them like maybe eight minutes after? I early early on AEW had four hours blocked off on TNT, and they used the second two hours to do a replay. Right. Um, obviously, if they did the over, you know, if they they have four hours ball and they do an overrun, then on the replay, the overruns not is going to get cut off. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why WWE has. The magic key with USA that they can. I don't. I'm not sure what, what how that works, but yeah, it seems like TNT has a hard out on the hours. Yeah. Uh, so Adam Cole winning that, and then, well, it went to chaos. Uh, Undisputed Era came out. Shocking. To, yeah, I know. Who would have thought? Uh, Robert Rude, Dolph Ziggler making an appearance blocking the Undisputed Era. 
Viking Raiders, Street Profits, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins blocking them on the other side. Big brawl broke out in the ring. Drew McIntyre shows up in the ring, uh, took out Dijakovic. Keith Lee entered the ring with Drew. Um, they got into it. And then we had Adam Cole there with Seth Rollins appearing suddenly right before they went off Dude. the air. Giving him a big super kick. Heat on Seth Rollins. This was a great stack. It, 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 we call it up, up, up. At the end of a match, when you do like false finish after false finish after false finish, but but like it's a six man tag or an eight man tag where one guy comes in, hits his finisher on one guy. He turns around, eats an RKO. Guy turns, uh, Randy turns around, eats a bicycle kick. Uh, that guy gets up, eats uh, an F5. That guy gets up, eats the uh, FU, whatever, whatever have you. All these different finishers, right? Matt Morgan back in 02 right now. <laughs> yeah, FU, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's called up, up, up. And that's why they did it with their talents, though, tonight, as far as up, up, up goes. Um, each star got bigger as, the, as they came out at the end. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I was not expecting Seth Rollins. When I saw Drew in the ring, I was like, damn, that's awesome. Drew's here. And I was like, he ain't going to get bigger than that. And then he comes out. And then Tommaso Ciampa came out to face Rollins. And you uh, see what they do with that? What does that do automatically, Glenn? Yeah, well, it elevates Ciampa to Rollins' level in the eyes of the casual viewer. Smart. They don't ever lose sight of what they're there to do is continue to get the NXT brand over. Yeah. At every angle. So... I'm hoping, I'm assuming they're going to get into it uh, during the Survivor Series match. Uh, one, you know, chomp on the NXT team, I perhaps. Program with those two. Yeah. There's so much they could do. Uh, the fans at Full Sail chanting, Seth's not cool. Why? Well, that, and that's what that's what made Seth's appearance especially interesting because Seth right now is really getting a revolt. Uh, on, right, you know, he's getting he's getting heat, but he's still a big star. Yeah, oh no, he's still a big star, but he you know he's really getting a revolt, you know, by going out and making and I don't blame him. He's going out and making big claims that he's the best wrestler in the world, that WWE is the best wrestling, which obviously irks he's, AEW loyalists. You know, he's taking he, he's he's trying to he's he's trying to get CM Punk to. To, that. You know, he's trying to get Punk to to the trade war of words for a, a story and Punk's not having it. So, I mean, you know, Seth's really getting some heat from the fans. So I thought that's what made his his show. You know, as I said earlier with Becky, Becky even got some booze because this was like mm -hmm. an NXT loyal crowd. I love, you know, this was great having Seth show up in enemy territory. Mm -hmm. Matt, you've never been doing NXT taping, have you? Um, how show? How show? I mean, fans have been clamoring for some NXT homecoming reunion. Tonight's the closest thing we've ever seen to that. I'm very envious of the people that were there in attendance at Full Sail tonight. Were you, were you envious? Yeah, I'm envious. I mean, if you could pick a show to go to. You weren't jealous? You're envious, though? I, I am containing envy. I'm throwing your $50 words out there on our wrestling podcast, Glenn. Maybe now. 25 cents. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, this was really cool. Forget of course it was. The Survivor yeah. Series build. Just for something unique, this was a really cool show. Or an autograph seeker after the show, go out there. You oh, know, yeah. would be idiots not to sit out on that line of the wrestlers coming out after the show. You would have everybody's autograph in one. Yeah. Make Every sure you get inside 10 of everything so you can put them on eBay. <laughs> but seriously, right? There's so many yeah. damn stars on this. Oh, yeah. It was Does your coffee mug say smart tears? Yeah. I've had this for like. Uh... <laughs> oh, Glenn. <laughs> I've had this for like two years. I bought it, I think, to celebrate Roman winning the championship at WrestleMania. <laughs> Glenn, that's... <laughs> yeah. 
I have to amuse myself. Anyhow, uh, so that was NXT tonight. Pretty cool show. It I was, think it was. It was the better show. <sighs> I hate saying that. Yeah, I wonder. I would now. I think though, Justin, do you think they could do more with this on a story level? Perhaps we, you know, if Kevin Owens is on the Raw team or he's on the Raw team, if he turns on the Raw team, do you think there's a continuation well, it, beyond Survivor Series? Yeah, I mean, if somebody from Team Raw or Team SmackDown turns on their team and aligns with NXT, then obviously they're now going to be on NXT in future weeks. The thing about that is that I, I, I can still see Owens turning. I do think Owens is actually probably destined to end up on NXT. I think I think I think he is one of those guys I do want to put on NXT. You know, the fact that the, the fact that they openly tease both Rollins and Owens by having Triple H confront them. You know, it's the old-fashioned red herring. Is that a red herring? Is this supposed to be laying the groundwork? You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's could be both, and they haven't figured it out yet, which I guess is exciting. Um, I do, I, I do think there might be somebody else that we're not talking about yet that could surprise us and and could, you know, jump ship. Um, I don't know. That that that's that honestly is the best part going into this weekend. Like I said, I, admittedly, I know folks are going to get mad that are watching this. It's hard to keep score of all these who's where, but it's exciting that there's, you know, mystery partners for Saturday. It's exciting that we don't know team NXT for, for Sunday. Uh, I, I like the fact they're at least keeping some mystery. Part of that might be to save their own asks. They're still figuring it out <laughs> anyways, <laughs> but it's, it is nice to go into the weekend with some mystery. And we still have SmackDown on Friday. So we'll get a little more development. I'm expecting, yeah, maybe. I'm just expecting. I'm really Friday. It's gonna be more of the same. More just how many names can we throw out there that just attack each other? Make sure, make sure you wear your properly colored shirt. <sighs> make sure you wear your your brand shirt so we know who you are. Okay, let's talk about AEW Dynamite tonight. So while NXT was opening with Becky Lynch, AEW went right on the air with Nick Jackson versus Phoenix. Good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good match. I, I like I like the gimmick of you have you know two guys who are both part of really really awesome tag. Team. <clears throat> They're doing a singles match. You don't often see them in singles, especially Jackson. So yeah, I thought that was a you know again a good way to start to try to. It was like, a good set a tone. I love the match. I thought this was a very very good match, and they're both my favorite guys on each team. Yeah, that was a. They do more of the high spots uh, of both of their for both of their teams too. So, I was looking forward to this one. It was uh, a lot of action. It was cool. So I was watching this on the tablet while I had NXT on the big screen, and I did switch it a few points tonight. But um, I think Go Ray back. Phoenix is incredible. Go back and watch it again. Ray Phoenix is so goddamn good. He is. I think you know the Lucha Brothers have really grown on me a lot over the last uh, uh, couple months. You know, and that's, I hate to say this, WWE has ruined Lucha Wrestling so much that I think I almost had to get over that bias a little bit to take Lucha Brothers seriously for how great they are. For me, it it was, I could take him seriously because of Pentagon and the push he had with TNA when he became heavyweight champion. So I knew a little bit about him through that, at least. And then I remember going, why are they putting him in a tag team? Dude's a freaking former world champion. What are they thinking? Well, I didn't know he had a brother. I didn't know Homeboy was his brother, number one. Wait, they're legitimately brothers? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That is. Crazy good genetics in that family. Um, and next, P.S., Ray Phoenix, I'm more entertained by than freaking uh, 
you know, Pentagon. It turns yeah. out. So I don't know. I think they're the best damn tag team I, for my money, and I, I'm a huge Bucks mark. But yeah, this was really good. Phoenix picked up the win via pinfall, and then we went to Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida. Good about dang time. <laughs> Get Britt Baker on TV. But she didn't win. She lost this match. It's okay. She was six and two going into it. She's all right. Yeah. What do you think the plan is for the AEW women's division and specifically Britt Baker, Justin? I, I, I yeah. you, you may answer as well, Matt. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I mean, look, there's a, there's a reason Britt was the first, the first woman they signed. I mean, they, they're, 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 she's certainly not going to just get discarded. They certainly have plans for her. she's going to be a champion eventually. Um, I, I think they're just, I think they're trying to build a supporting cast around her. Um, you know, I mean, they have other things going on that eventually will crawl. You know, they have the Brandy Kong stuff and they have some, I mean, they just, they, you know, they, they don't have the cast established that NXT and WWE does it right now. Right now, when you, on the war of NXT versus AEW, NXT is using their women's division the way WCW used the cruiserweights when they would battle WWF. The cruiserweights was something that WCW had that could set a tone that, that WWF couldn't come close to at the time. Yes. Right now, AEW can't touch the depth that NXT has, so that's what's going on. So I mean, they're, 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 you know, AEW's putting Brit out there. They're putting, but it's it's going to take time. It's not going to. This is not an overnight thing where you can all of a sudden just. And, and here's where I think they screw the pooch on this is because why the hell would you have Britt Baker get beat? She hasn't been featured enough, in my opinion, on the show to begin with. So the logic of well, we'll get this other girl over by her beating Britt Baker is a huge upset. It's a big win. No, it's not because we haven't seen enough of Britt Baker. The common fan hasn't, at least, for them to really digest what a big win for this other girl that it was, and a waste of a loss on Britt Baker. I'm just, but then again, I'm also happy she got on TV. I just think America need to see that girl every single week. I mean, going in, I'm sorry, man. I think she has everything. I think she's getting better, but I think she has it every bit of it. Over the summer, it seemed like AEW was going to build their women's division or have at the top of their women's division Kylie Ray, Britt Baker, and Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm shocked that they're not in the. Uh, they didn't quit letting Kenny Omega book the damn women's division. If that's really what's happening, I don't know if it's true or not. But if with Homegirl winning the championship, which nobody's ever heard of, you know, <laughs> is the dumbest thing you could do for a new company. It is. To make the championships mean something, you got to put a name like they did with Jericho. There's a reason why they made Chris Jericho their world champion. Not just because he's the best, even if he wasn't the best still. Okay. He would still make sense for them to be make him champion because of name recognition and brand rec- identification that everybody all knows. Same thing they should have done with the women's title. They should have thrown it on damn awesome Kong. If not, fine. Give it to Nala or Brett Baker. Yeah. Something at this so point. So stupid. Uh, Hikaru Shida won that match, getting the pin on Britt. And then, the, this this was easily uh, in my top three for tonight. This may have been my favorite thing on AEW. I'm turning the corner. This vignette for the Dark Order. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I saw you tweet this, and I, I, I missed it. Tell me about it. 
So it it starts with a, a heavy set gentleman on the subway. Someone bumps into him, knocks his glasses over. They're on the ground. He picks it up. They're clearly establishing it like this guy's a schlub. Things aren't going well for him. Gets on the car, sits down, looks. He looks up to see the TV, and in there, there's a man in uh, you know nicely dressed talking about, "Hey, is life not going your way? Are you feeling like you're not getting the opportunities and advantages? Things aren't you're not living up to your full potential." And it's got little flashes of some dark order stuff, but they're selling it like it's a self help system which is what we talked about on this podcast last week based on the way Uno was talking. But it's it's like this very well done little minute long commercial pitching you on the dark order like it's uh, a cult or, uh, you know, a pyramid scheme. I mean, it, it was fantastic. It was really well done. I have to go find it though. If they would have started with this, I think people would not have given this gimmick such a hard time. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that, absolutely. I, they still, yeah, have a problem with his, maybe with his physical appearance a little bit to some degree, but those are just, you know, haters. But the, I mean, this is a very well defined gimmick now, perhaps one of the best defined gimmicks in AEW. And this vignette, I wish they were doing more stuff like this. Uh, this was uh, TV gold, in my opinion. Glenn, would you? Glenn, they're, would you? They're getting there. They're not the most well defined, but they're getting there. Would you join the Dark Order? I mean, I'd have to run the financials, you know. <laughs> what was that quote from uh, Creed on The Office? Uh, cult, it's more profitable to be a leader, but more fun to be a follower. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so this was great tonight. I thought this was fantastic. Was. I'm curious where they're going with it. I'm excited for it. Hopefully and then we have the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. Final two participants are going to face off next week in a singles match. The winner gets an AEW Diamond Ring. I, I'll say this. He first off, it's great to see Billy Gunn. It's always great to see Billy Gunn. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And Billy's like a solid human. He's six foot five and he's jacked to all Shoot. hell. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Billy in he's not in wrestling like dubbed a big man. He's not a Matt Morgan. He's not six foot nine. He's not seven foot. He doesn't do big boots. He doesn't do choke slams. He doesn't do the traditional big man power moves. He, he's 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 still just middle of the road so to speak when you see him in that ring with yeah. every other person he dwarfs them he yeah. looks like he is freaking matt morgan in the ring next to darby allen yeah. he was huge yeah. I, I, i'm just complimenting him and i guess i'm just making a social commentary on <laughs> the roster <laughs> <laughs> it's true though it, it is true i was happy to see him he's always in awesome shape right he's a thoroughbred um, but so we had Adam Page, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, Pentagon Jr., Sonny Kiss, Joey Janela, MJF, and Billy Gunn. So two Kips in the match. Yeah. Um, we thought Phoenix came out, but it was actually Christopher Daniels uh, distracting Pentagon Jr. by pretending to be his brother. Uh, Sonny twerked on Billy Gunn. MJF tossed Sonny out, got booed. Uh, MJF got a lot of booze tonight in this, uh, just yeah. soaking it up um, with this. Uh, Orange Cassidy did his spot with Billy Gunn, did the kicks. MJF eliminated him. And it came down to uh, Page versus MJF, and they're going to face off next week on Dynamite for that diamond ring. I, I don't understand what is the purpose of the diamond ring. Why not a set of steak knives at this point? I mean, it's. Can, can I just throw it out there? Dudes don't wear, like, guys don't wear diamond rings. Like, people in the 80s did. 
guys in the 80s did. Maybe 90s that are still not realizing that it's, you know, not in vogue anymore. I don't know. Maybe who do you know? Please, folks, fill me in. Who do you know who rocks diamond rings? Maybe some of my East Coast relatives in the jewelry business. But yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah. Or pool sharks. Yes. Or really <laughs> sweet card players from Vegas. Like, come on, dude. I don't is, get it. This is just so frigging random. Is pool sharking still a viable vocation? Can you get by with that? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> what I don't know. The color of money made it seem like a thriving industry. What a, what, a, what a question on this podcast. Is pool sharking still a viable vocation? A thriving industry. <laughs> you watch Color of Money and they're like traveling. They're traveling and hustling people and living well, staying in nice hotels. Tom Cruise has a t-shirt with his name on it. Those aren't free. <laughs> oh, God. Anyhow, uh, but you're right. Billy Gunn looks like he he is he could easily have another run with the shape he's in. Always, yeah, yeah. He looks great. Uh, so I like matches like this though tonight. See, I still think AEW should be doing more of this. So Justin and I were talking about this off the air. I think there's a danger that if you look now, the same guys are getting on Dynamite every week, and then Dark is where you're seeing more of the yeah. um, the depth of the roster. Yes, I think flip it because a lot more people watch Dynamite than Dark. And you just don't want them to get bored. Yeah. But will it hold its number with you put up all the underneath guys on that show? I, I, I think you, I think you use it sporadically. I think you use some. You don't have to use, obviously, all of them. There's only generally two matches, I would say, on Dark featuring talents that are normally not on Dynamite. If I had to average out all of the Darks I've seen thus far, I'd say two out of the three matches usually. You know, it's interesting. I think this is the first time since they've uh, debuted, since they launched Dynamite, that MJF wrestled. And I, I find it interesting that they, just, they, they started that in a, in a battle royal of all things. Hmm. Am I wrong on that? I don't think he's wrestled otherwise. Because, like, I've noticed they've done a good job. Like, like, you know, we haven't seen um, Jake Hagar wrestle yet, so, like, they're reserving that. Obviously, the reserve Wardlow from when Wardlow fought. I mean, they've done a good job, like, not just, like, throwing everything, you know, giving things sure. time. And I, I remember th- watching that tonight. I'm like, I think it's the first time I've seen MJF on Dynamite wrestle, and it's kind of odd that it's he's he had one match, Denny versus Cutler or something like that, where he slipped off the top rope. He's I think he's only had literally one match. That's it on Dynamite, or is that like one of the other one of the other oh shoot they had? I, Dynamite, I mean, I guess if it's on Dynamite, it's fine. This is the first one, but it's fine because he but won it's still the he, same thing. It's just the same. he won. He won yeah. the battle. Yeah, he won it. He gets to go for the diamond ring. And Wardlow was there with him tonight. Uh, yeah, I think saving that for a pay-per-view uh, with Wardlow, I think, makes a lot of sense. People are intrigued. Same thing with Hager. Speaking of which, Jericho and Hager came out to the ring. Uh, they were pulling Peter Avalon and Leva Bates a little bit backstage. Uh, Jericho talking about getting pinned by Scorpion Sky last week. And uh, next Wednesday on Dynamite is going to be Chris Jericho's Thanksgiving Thank You Celebration. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And it's that was going to be great. Better than the Festival of Friendship? I'm saying, ooh, ooh, ooh. that's not fair because that was multiple weeks. How about no, that was one week to build to this? Oh, yeah, it, right? took like yeah. nine, it took like nine months to build the Festival of Friendship. 
That's true. How about uh, how about Chicago? Chicago is getting SmackDown Friday, the War Games Saturday, Survivor Series Sunday, Raw Monday, and then two days later they're getting AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. Holy Chicago! Chicago, Chicago is the place to be right now. Are they really? Yeah. Question: Does that affect ticket numbers for AEW? That's why I'm bringing it up. That's really late in the game. They're gonna be they're gonna be day five in a six day what is it right? murderers row you just threw at me there you know what I mean like that's yeah. a hell of a lot of good shows that they yeah. get to go see that they're gonna be burnt out tired and not have any money left. I loved what Jericho did tonight where he made Jake Hager say the word sorry every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Hager Hager was ready to crack up every time he said it too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they were interrupted by SEU, Scorpio Sky, and the boys came out. Uh, Scorpio talking about how his uh, DMs are blowing up after pinning Jericho, including his, his uh, high school crush that even got a hold of him, and they're going out. Uh, Jericho responding that uh, Sky's not in his league, and oh, by the way, your high school crush has gained weight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then said, I actually really liked how this worked. Uh, this was very funny how... Jericho said, well, I'm going to challenge you to a one-on-one match next week at my uh, Thanksgiving thank you celebration. <laughs> um, Sky then saying, uh, it doesn't have to be a title match. The other guys in SCU saying, oh, don't make it a title match. Uh, Sky saying, I'm not deserving of a title shot, which I'm trying to think of the last time I ever heard a wrestler say those words. But then Jericho turning it around as a reverse psychology thing and then saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you like that? Well, it's going to be a title shot. How about that? Um, <laughs> yeah. That was just fantastic comedy. I love how they set that up. Um, so it's going to be official. Scorpio Sky versus Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship next week on Dynamite. He loves Scorpio Sky in case fans at home can't, couldn't tell yet. Jericho yeah. So they started brawling, which, man, between this and all the WWE stuff, uh, Santana Ortiz, Sammy Guevara running in, beating up. SCU with Jake Hager, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler coming in to help out, getting knocked god. out to the apron. Oh god! <laughs> was the freak like? Was the janitor busy? Was the popcorn vendor busy? I'm not trying to be a prick, but I, someone needs to be a prick here. Like, the, who cares? Did they get any? And the thing is, the fans will freaking chant too. They will chant Nagazawa, whatever his name is. Yeah, Marco Stunt uh, coming oh. out with Jungle Boy, but then Luchasaurus any better. Luchasaurus, the face-off with Jake Hager. I was no, kind of excited. Hang on, I, I didn't get a chance to comment on that part. Yeah. Of course, that was awesome. Yeah, Luchasaurus is awesome. Um, really quick though, back to uh, Sammy. I'm a huge Sammy fan. I went on a bender watching his little v. What's it called? Vlog. Yes. That kid's friggin' athletic as crap. Like super duper athletic. Like, um, and he, I didn't know he was as young as he is too. So, I'm now a fan. How about that? I feel like the panda thing was holding him back. Me too. That's all I knew of him was that stupid panda thing, and I, I hated it. That and the tongue out all the time. But when I watch his vlog, I'm like, that's not really who he is. He's got a lot more, and he's going to be a hell of a baby face one day when they eventually turn him. We had we had him here some years ago here in Pittsburgh, and I remember when I first met him, I was like, how old is this kid? He can't be like, can he drive? Did he get here? <laughs> like, you know. He's crazy young looking for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so after that, Luchasaurus versus Peter Avalon with Leva Bates. Perfect. This is perfect for a come uh, return uh, a match for him coming back from injury. This was perfect. Yeah, very quick. 
Roundhouse kick to the head, one, two, three, Luchasaurus wins via pinfall. And then Private Party versus Santana and Ortiz. And this was a memorial match. Justin, what's the story here? Uh, I, I the, that the memorial match and the shirt for the for the wrestler uh, was a wrestler who passed away. I don't have I don't have a good obituary for him, so I'm sorry to put him on the spot there. But he it is a wrestler who pa- passed away just recently, so they were uh, paying tribute to him. Um, well, let's just get into the match. The match part of it, um, I I me and Hernandez had done this spot where we tag in and out, holding the suplex in place. Mm. You know, what I mean, we grab your opponent, hold I hold him up for a suplex. Uh, except I would let go and I would actually take my hand out and tag Hernandez. I'd have to cheat and use my elbow to tag. It's more impressive holding the guy up with one arm and a suplex, obviously. Hernandez could do the same damn thing, obviously, as well. We did that like 12 different times. I want to say it was like Joey Ryan we did it too at a house show. And it was hilarious. But um, I thought that was like the biggest part of one of the biggest spots here in this match. And it was just basic, basic psychology they were using. Backrake. The dude's using a back rake, basic psychology, and it works to a degree for, for me. Me watching this match, I enjoyed the old school shit that dude was throwing in there from LAX, the former LAX, sorry. There, it was a good match. There were, And I've seen this happen before in some tag matches in AEW. I, I appreciate AEW trying to avoid having DQ finishes. We haven't seen a DQ finish yet. Oh, good but statistic. But I do think that there, if you watch some of these, um, there is such a thing, and if some, I know a lot of fans probably are going to say this is stupid, they don't care. There is such a thing as burying your referees. Yes. And I, there was points in this match, and I've seen it at other times, especially in tag matches because you have more than two people there, and you have a legal man and an illegal man, where they do things where they, 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 they do things that it would be in a second, that would be a DQ. And they're trying to avoid a DQ, but they're openly just killing the ref's credibility. Okay. So with that, here's my question. When they first started, if you remember, their first pay-per-view, they said they were going to allow 10 seconds in, not the five-second count. Mm. When did they okay. stop that? And they never made the announcement that they stopped doing it. I swear to God, it was one of the things, points I, I brought up on our, the very first podcast we did on their first pay-per-view. Okay. And I remember saying, this is a great idea because it's going to get all the little spot monkeys their opportunity to go do all their double-team spots. And it stay legal right and mm-hmm. it doesn't bury the ref i thought it was a, a genius idea actually they're not, they're not enforcing that thing I know. They're, they're not they're not making they're not uh, i'm wondering if they dropped it maybe yeah i don't know i haven't heard them say that but that that would make I, sense but I, but here's the thing i've been watching and i see the guys breaking on four when choking a guy in the corner and stuff like that mm-hmm. oh that's not the same thing as tagging in and out though and you have yeah. 10 seconds to get out of the ring never mind but they that was what they were doing 10 seconds well, even if they are, Matt, even if they are, um, even if they are operating that way, the, the, the commentators need to enforce that yeah. because I'm not. In any other match, folks, in any federation, they this right. would be the DQ, but here at AW, right. we want to see the action. Right. We want to see these double team tandem moves and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, JR needs to sell that on the commentary. As Randy Campbell is pointing out in the chat, it was Matt Travis was the wrestler who passed away about 10 days ago. 25 year old guy from the Independence, regular at House of yeah. Glory. That's a shame. Oh, absolutely. So this match was in tribute to him tonight, and uh, Private Party picked up the win via pinfall. After that, we had a Kenny Omega promo uh, in advance of his match against Pac next week. I, I don't know what to make of this, because I'm, being the elite, he's done this like 50 times, where he says, I'm going to be normal Kenny Omega again, and then he doesn't become the Kenny Omega again. I feel like Kenny Omega, now as a person, 
I think he's a really interesting guy. I like how he comes across as a wrestler. He's absolutely fantastic, but I feel like he might be someone who a writer could really benefit him yes. in working with him on what he's saying. I don't I think, think his delivery is his problem. It's the content. Yeah. I don't think he knows who he is. No, he's figuring it out still. I don't. And that's, and, and, and that's what's kept me from getting on the Kenny Omega train. Like I, I watched, you know, when he and Jericho had that match in Japan a couple years ago, like I watched the whole thing and I was like, this is, this is entertaining, yeah. but with, with just what it was. But beyond that, I keep going, who is this guy? What, what is the, like, what is he? Who is he? What is he? I, 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 I don't know. And, and maybe, I don't know. To Matt kind of said it earlier, maybe, maybe that bleeds into if he's booking the women's division. We're kind of like, where's the, where's, where's the. Where's the direction there? I don't know. It just seems. Yeah, there's a substance as well on the characters. Well, with this one, with him, it, he's talking about going back to being the old Kenny Omega again. We're going to see the old Kenny Omega, not this confused Kenny Omega, not the hardcore Kenny Omega, not the Kenny Omega, and he calls himself not a promo guy. Why would you ever say that? It's talking yeah. in smart terms is not always smart. Okay? You don't always have to do that. It doesn't get a pop. Okay? And for like the... the, the 25% of your audience at home that gets what you're even talking about, okay, it doesn't do anything. And and by you saying that you're going to go back to being the old Kenny Omega, well, Kenny, here's the deal. Nobody on TNT watching TNT knows who the hell the old Kenny Omega is. Thank you. They weren't watching New Japan. They have no clue. Yeah. If I can pick a Kenny Omega it need, it, for promos. It needs to be the Kenny Omega that was cutting him on AJ uh, when he was in Bullet Club and kicked AJ out. That is the best microphone kenny omega i've seen to date sunglasses leather coat toothpick in mouth and looking like a dick um it was a really decent promo i thought actually when they got rid of aj out of the bullet club and kenny led the charge on it and became the new leader yeah i mean you could be the best wrestler in the world in ring but that doesn't make you a tv star and that's what mm -hmm. aew needs and and he's my favorite wrestler on that show. If I had to pick one singles, he's generally always my favorite. I mean, Jericho is hard to not have be your favorite, but as far as wrestler goes and watching a wrestling match, Kenny's my favorite. Usually. But that's the thing. Jericho is a TV star. You know, yeah. MJF is a TV star. There are oh, these guys. God. Yes. MJF. Jer is Jer Jericho, Jericho could do two moves in three minutes and all the stuff he does in between those two moves will keep you glued to the screen. So Kenny Omega can't do... He he would have no way to fill that three minutes other than yes. just, and that's where the nervous pointing around and pointing to the ropes that he's about to run and hit, which he does at a hundred miles an hour. He doesn't need to do that crap. Again, in, in you're talking off of what we talked about a long time ago, Justin, with him specifically, and I said, not just him, me, many of us. It takes a while for us to figure out who we are, and we have to figure out who you are as a man first in this world or a woman in this world first responsibility wise you're a new mother or you're a new father you're a new homeowner um all these things that happen in life as you become an adult make you eventually figure out who the hell you really are what's important to you in your world then and only then can you then figure out what that is and then you dial you have something to dial up to it that's that level 20. until then everybody's playing wrestler I kind of think he's playing. I kind of think he's playing. I think. I think. I think who he is or what he is from what I've seen is he's a guy who loves the arc of a wrestling match and to do moves. And I think that's all he is. I think he's just a move guy. I don't think he has. I don't. I don't think. I think if you told him, here's a sticky note. Sell this sticky note to me. 
I don't think he could do that exercise. I don't. No, I, that, it, I think he'd goof around. He'd be cute. He'd try to be funny, but he wouldn't yeah. sell. It. Yeah, no, and that's. Um, he's thirty-six years old. I wonder if the problem is that Omega almost looks a little too cool. Like Daniel Bryan, I feel like, and I don't know why I'm reaching with this comparison. I feel like Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega are very similar in that they have very nerdy personalities. When you like listen to them talk, when you watch them talk but with Daniel Bryan, he was able to really use that to his advantage. He's way more passionate. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I'm going to talk about wrestling and why he deserves to be in a ring with Michael Cole or whoever it may be at the time. Remember when he was being chumped, he hmm. always had that passion in his voice. I don't ever get that from Kenny. I maybe get passion. It, yeah. Kenny Omega can't at least again, up to what I've seen at this point, Daniel Bryan got the Daniel Bryan got a word that that our kid it's one of the first words our kids learn. He got the word yes over like fucking rover. Kenny Omega up to this point could not get the word yes over to the point that Daniel Bryan did. That's good. I mean, <laughs> uh, right? But 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 just I'm just saying like Daniel Bryan has a has a ton of depth in what he can do on a, on, a, on a mic. He, Daniel Bryan might prefer to wrestle first and talk second, but when he was asked to talk. <laughs> Here's the catch from that. Here's the most important part of that, though, Justin, is that he he will tell you himself he's not a good promo, Daniel Bryan. Okay, but that's how good. That's how far he's come. Not just rest, not not just only improving on his promos. He did it the opposite way. He made everybody care about him so much through his body language, his wrestling matches, and some of the storylines. They did help by putting him in and bury him, and we we all thought he was being buried for years, right? And everybody revolted. So anything he did, people were just cheering for it. He's doing this yes thing. Shit, I'm going to cheer yes thing because Daniel Bryan's doing it. He's my guy. Yeah. I want to defend him. He made us feel something. And so that that's a hard road to take, and not many of us could ever do that. Um, that's what makes him so damn special. He is yeah. one in a million. Kenny Omega has got a lot of work to do, though, to 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 figure out who in the heck he is as he's, he's – He's, we don't we get he likes video games okay we understand that we know he likes women's Japanese wrestling right or Yoshi whatever the hell it's called Joshi um Yoshi that's a character from Super Mario um Joshi we get that we don't need to, to that does not need to be involved into his character nobody cares about that within a character um we need this he was in a hardcore match or crying out loud where's the bass in your voice? Yeah. You just went to war with Johnny Mox. That's the friggin' promo you cut. That you just bled all over the damn arena for five hours, had an insane bump fest in these crazy, crazy spots that you couldn't pay me enough money to do. Hats off to both. They're much tougher than me in that regard. All right. But with that said, where's the bass in your voice, the hair on your chest, the balls between your legs when it comes time to be cutting a promo about what you just went through and what it meant to you? And now it's time for a change. And you're about to set the world on fire the next time they see Kenny Omega. Not this bullshit in the weight room, pretending to weight lift, uneven weights, and and sure enough, the marks in the arena are all like laughing along with it. Guess what? You're not helping them. You're not helping them because they're going to continue to do these cutesy little friggin' spots, and it's not going to help your boy Kenny get over. It's not. And let's talk for a second uh, to give a good example, Pac Neville. You look at what he does with the character. Look at him when he's got his hair back and he's wearing glasses. Dude looks and talks like he just came from a Dungeons and Dragons game. Yes. You know, but he turns on the character and I believe it. It works. Absolutely. That little dude is a badass. Like he's, he, he'll put in some work. He's somebody I know will walk up to you and punch you square in the mouth. 
and not have a problem doing it. Yeah. And maybe that's the <clears> thing. Maybe Kenny Omega, there needs to be Kenny Omega, the character versus Kenny I mean, Omega. What were you yeah. expecting though? He just went through hell and back. Weren't you expecting something like transitional for him? Like some transformational even. Yeah. I just feel, I feel like something's missing in all this. Maybe it's his other responsibilities, you know? Do you really think they're sitting? That's just a title. They're not sitting there rigging. Or maybe they well, are. Maybe I'm wrong. Someone has to be. I mean, that was the idea, right? Like yeah, Dean, Billy, Dean Malenko, Billy Gunn. Um, who else they got back there? They got agents back there. Yeah, don't, I don't know. Don't they have Arn too? Arn, I thought. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm trying to come up with excuses for this because I just don't get why mm. it's not connecting. Um, he could okay, be the I biggest like star going. in the country. I, he should be, and I don't like going in. I, I just admit it. He's my favorite guy to watch wrestle. Yeah, for the company. But I just want to see him get it because I I was one of them that thought if he went to WWE, he'd be freaking huge. I remember thinking, uh, could, I don't know. I think if he went to WWE, now I don't. Oh no, no, no. He, he, he would have been sniffed out, and and he would. Yep. He'd be, he'd be on two. He'd be, he would have been on two or five live before Ooh. a year out. Well, I don't even know about that. I just know that he, he would not be where I thought he would be with WWE if he picked WWE to go to first. And then so we got – I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, then John Moxley versus Darby Allen, the main event tonight. Darby what, an Allen, en- what an entrance by a Darby. <laughs> body yes. bag. Now, talk about character. <laughs> yeah. Talk about character. And yeah. I get who you are, what you're about. Now I'm emotionally invested. It was great. Came out in a body bag with the skateboard in the body bag. Cool, all cool shit. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to my, to my guy Bam Stone out a funny tweet saying the entrance was all good, but wouldn't it have been of Moxley's advantage just to run out and pin Darby when he's in the body bag and during the entrance as well, he's being dragged? Came out that way, sure. Yeah. No, this is a, this is great. This 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 match. The entrance was great, creative. It was creepy. Moxley's entrance was cool. The fans came awesome. with him loud when he got into the arena finally. And, and you the know what? Beginning the scud missile through the friggin' row. Oh my god! Start was awesome. And you know what I dug about this? And I, I you know, I tweeted, I tweeted my critique. I, I critiqued my, uh, tweeted my critique on the Moxley uh, Omega match last week and got you know crap for it. I like the fact this match didn't need weapons. They didn't need a ton of things. They brought intensity, but they didn't need to have. Yes, you know, crazy. They didn't have glass or you know, like this match was just intense. It was still violent, but it it didn't need to go that route uh, for what's just a one-off main event for a weekly TV show. It's just a grudge match, you know. Uh, but this was this was a lot of fun. I loved it. This was my favorite match of the night. This was fantastic. Um, at one point, Moxley bit Darby's nose. Good. Yeah, I mean, but it's like that's your point. This was like the intensity of a death match with no weapons. Yeah. Yes. That's great. There's so much more. You know what I mean? You feel I, I felt more watching it. it. Took more emotion out of me watching yep. the match. Yep. Yep. And Moxley, that entrance having it come through the crowd, I think was fantastic. Green badass, right? Yeah. Thought it was good. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't like to see Darby lose. I think but we they've already screwed this up. I think Darby, every match should have gone to a draw. If I was booking that character, every match would go to a draw. Because <laughs> that's his character, in my eyes. Someone that just never gives up. Even when he can win, we'll still keep it going because he just enjoys the abuse so much. He doesn't want it to end. Um, this was a great match tonight. 
this uh, really, really was a high point of the show. All yeah. of the wrestling on AEW was good. I just uh, I feel like there's a sameness. They're in, da- they're in danger of a sameness creeping in. They are. I agree. They are. And this is where... This is where like their promos and vignettes can't yeah. help. We gotta we just praise them for the dark order, you know, vignette and pre-tape and things like that. We gotta remember the stuff with Awesome Kong and Brandy the week before. Like they mm-hmm. are doing more of what we ask. We asked to develop some more of their characters and they are trying to do that. We gotta give them time now. We can't we can't forget about what they did that great Cody package. When they were leading up to, you remember that one, you know, like, like they've, you know, yeah, it, it'll probably take them getting beat, whatever they finally get beat on viewership a week by NXT, that'll probably maybe be encouragement to them to. I don't know if they know this though. That's the thing. I don't know if they're doing it and them not thinking that this is the best show that they can give us. I have a, in my opinion, I think every single week they do this that they think they're really giving us the best show they could possibly give us. I really oh, believe that. No, I agree with you, Matt. I'm saying they're, they, they are. I, I think, you know, if and when they get beat by NXT, they might say, okay, that they, they will take that seriously and say, okay, is there something that we could alter? You know, is there, is there, is, could we do some more character development here? Do we and need to start quicker? You know, that's why. NXT starts very quick. They kind of, they show a recap. They kind of just ease right in. Uh, maybe, you know, I, I, I think they do believe they're giving us the best show. Whenever they get that sign of okay, NXT's gaining some ground, maybe we need to spice it up a little bit here, you know. And that's why people are like, Oh, you're being too hard on AEW lately. And some people are like, Oh, you're too hard on WWE. The reason why I want NXT to win is because this needs to remain competitive so both sides keep trying. I don't want any Justin to your point exactly. I don't want anyone to think this is this, we're already doing the best we can do. Yeah. I don't want that. I want more innovation. I want people to keep changing, pushing each other because we win as viewers. I want them to trade wins going back and forth. That's I, I want AEW to stomp them every week because we need AEW <laughs> to be a second company. We need them to give places for other wrestlers that are too damn talented to not be used the way they should be being used in WWE to have a place to go. Let me be clear. Those contracts would not be worth anything close to what they're being being paid nowadays if AEW was not around. No frigging way. There's no way those guys are making half a million. Are you out of your mind? That tag team? Dude, there's so many people I watched today I couldn't, I'm telling you right now, wouldn't get a job in developmental, the Howell Valley Wrestling back when I was there. And I swear, I'm not saying it to be a dick. I'm saying it because it's the truth. And the way I'm seeing they're getting paid today is not just because the business is where it is. The business ratings are in the shitter. So it's not, the business is not in a great place. All right, they're not selling out every arena. So the business as a, as a whole is not doing great for WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their network. Whoopie do. Great. They do. But they need there needs to be another company for these talents to be able to go to. And that's why I'm always going to root for AW to do good. I want them both to do well. Just an alternate. Oh, I don't want WWE to do bad. I, I just want well, you know, I want NXT to do well. I don't give a shit about the rest of WWE. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, care about the talent, I guess. Matt, could you imagine if you were 10 years younger, if you were five years younger, you'd be thinking, ah, I still got the trunks, the boots still fit. 10 years. A lot of money. A lot of zeros on those checks. Uh, So let's quickly hit the news. What do we got, Justin? Well, we already kind of mentioned CM Punk. Uh, he uh, made his debut, on, his advertised debut on WWE Backstage. Uh, last night, uh, they did 180,000 uh, viewers. That is, again, up about 80,000 to the previous week. So they continue to go up each week. So, I mean, you know, he almost doubled it. So 
not a disappointment by any means. They did finally crack the top 150 uh, of, of shows on Tuesday night. But again, it's 11 p.m. It's FS1. And there's just no lead into it. There's just nothing. So I, I think that's going to be the biggest obstacle. I think it actually they had David Arquette on it. They had other things going on. It's an entertaining show. It's just it's kind of just in a standalone island right now. So I, I do think as um, I do think eventually we're going to see programming on Tuesday nights uh, for WWE on Fox, and that'll that'll help things. Uh, moving on, uh, Jim Cornette probably you know Raj have to verify this. Probably one of the biggest stories on the site on Wednesday. So Jim Cornette, who had been doing commentary on the NWA Power, um, you know YouTube YouTube uh, show. Jim Cornette has had has resigned from NWA after making some uh, very uh, bad comments that they then had to pull the episode, edit it, put it back up. Uh, I guess I can say him. I don't know. He he basically it was a Nick Aldis match versus Trevor Murdoch. He was trying to get over how tough Trevor Murdoch is. Right. And I don't have the, I don't have the quote right in front of me. I'm paraphrasing slightly. He basically said Trevor Murdoch's the only man who could uh, strap a thing of fried chicken on his back and motor uh, take a motor scooter across Ethiopia. He's a tough guy who can handle himself. Um, so that was that. And again, mind you, th- these matches and commentary were already filmed. It wasn't live in the truest sense. They filmed them whenever they did. They re- they release it live. Let there be a live chat like we have here on our show. That live chat blew up of people offended by the comment. They immediately pulled it. Uh, Dave Lagana made a statement for the on behalf of NWA. They then re-edited it, put it back up, uh, and have since uh, he has since resigned. Uh, and they've talked about how they're going to have better protocols and standards moving forward. Nick Aldis not related. Nick Aldis put out an independent statement on just on his behalf, saying you know this is just not not acceptable. We've worked worked too hard to get past that. So uh, Jim Cornette uh, has uh, he fit really well with the NWA brand, obviously, but he's. You know, he's done. Uh, real quick, moving on. Seth Rollins, uh, the back and forth he and CM Punk continue. Seth Rollins, of course, kind of uh, trying to get something started with CM Punk once Punk was announced that he's coming to the Fox show, WWE Backstage. Uh, Punk was asked about it on by Renee Young, and Punk basically says, I'm not here to shoot angles on this show, and told Rollins he probably should just shut up and stop tweeting. And then uh, Rollins' response to that was, hell of a <clears throat> response, and air quotes, uh, coward. <laughs> so... Seth's still trying to uh, Dude, lay the ground. make Seth look thirsty, man. Seth, right. you, you got to always act your more over than the other person, no matter how big of a star they are. And by, it makes you look thirsty, dude. Thirsty is a good word for it. And finally, congrats to Nikki Cross. Uh, Squirrel, squared Circle Sirens reporting that she has signed an extension uh, with WWE. And this is good. Nikki Cross really, prior to, in my opinion here, prior to, prior to NXT <clears throat> leaving the network and going to USA and putting itself as a third brand, truly. Prior to that, in terms of the call-ups, Nikki Cross has been one of the better success stories that's come from NXT up to a Raw or SmackDown. There's a lot of layers to her character. She's been received well. She can go in the ring, so good for her. She's got a, she's got some, um, she's got long-term security with WWE. There you that have it. it. That's it. CM Punk did call the the uh, Baron Corbin dog costume. Bit garbage that was on SmackDown last Friday. I thought that was the high point of his appearance on backstage. I thought Matt Morgan was in the big dog costume. That guy was huge. Whoever the big dog was, <laughs> they're not the. It's not the height of them. But you know the the thing is like. I know, Matt. I was just trying to get you probably in the neck area. Don't yeah. you ever get pictures at Disney World with these things? Yes, Matt would have to get a special mascot costume made for his size and girth. 
Okay. On that note, folks, we'll be back here Friday night to talk about SmackDown Live. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labar. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Would appreciate a follow on Twitter. And we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.